Have you met Christopher Nolan? I'm not. I would love to. I think we can make that happen. Our, our podcast is getting yes, big enough it's now. It's growing. We can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, nice. I see what man, you did there. Like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, Indy. Naptown's a thing of the past. Join us as we talk success, personal growth, leadership, and more. No matter your location or your job title, we want to see you grow. Podcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana, this is As Indy Grows with your hosts, Taylor and Remington. Welcome back to As Indie Grows. I am Taylor Hall with my co-host, Remy. What's up? We have producers PB&J in uh, the suite as well. And today, uh, this is this might be the first guest we have that has their own IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. an Emmy Award winning. You don't know that I don't have my own IMDb well, page. Well, I know you aspire to have an IMDb page, but I don't know if you have do one. Do critics, currently. do people, like, do, like, could I have one if I just, like talk about movies if he goes in and he leaves reviews and he leaves a, yeah. a username yeah does can that i get count? can i get an IMDb? you won't have any credentials but yeah you'll have like a user page boom it's gonna happen i think now he's just gonna create his <laughs> own account do it before this episode <laughs> i think this comes might have out ruined the whole episode before the episode comes out oh my gosh i'm pumped for this i love movies I, yeah i'm pumped too i'm so, excited emmy award-winning director also an actor a filmmaker um also the executive director of house of grace films uh, Brett Varvel is with us. Yes, really sir. excited about this. I actually went to Ball State with Brett. So um, it's been a while. So we'll actually be catching up as we're going through the mm-hmm. episode as well. So this is going to be really cool. But just give people uh, a background on kind of what you're doing. But what's it like to be a regional Emmy Award winning director? There's not a whole lot of uh, class that comes with that. It's it's an unknown award in the industry but it does is it a you, physical trophy yeah i got i got the emmy at home is where where's it sitting uh, above my above my computer at home like in a beautiful case on a shelf arrows point <laughs> <on a show. laughs> so but it's not a doorstop that's good no yeah, it's not a doorstop it. yeah it's all right okay i uh, dust it every about once a year um <laughs> but yeah it's it's been it, it gets my foot in the door mm-hmm. you know it catches people's attention uh, I was actually nominated for two other Emmys while at Ball State. Um, didn't get to win those, but the nominations always help. Right. Now, you're, you're also an actor, though, but these are specifically Emmys for directing. Yeah, so I won the Emmy for del- uh, directing a live television show while at Ball State. Oh, wow. And um, was fortunate to be a part of a really great group of people uh, creating a magazine format uh, television show. So it was like a reality show at Ball State? Well, it's more like Entertainment Tonight. Gotcha. Meets Ball State. Nice. So we we, chirp, we, chirp. Fa- we found the most interesting people so in Muncie and brought them to life. So Right. I got on the Chirp Chirp bandwagon with Brady Hoke. Ah, yeah. Were you guys in school with Brady, when Brady Hoke was there? I think we just... I don't know. I, it might have been our senior year, but as soon as we graduated, yeah, Nate Davis they, was a freshman when oh, we were right. seniors. So, yeah, that was the Brady Hoke time yeah. era, and that's where we would that's do really well. Chirp, but chirp. We, we never won a bowl game. Yeah. At least while that era was happening mm-hmm. my so i i grew up in muncie and my grandparents i'm sorry had, to hear that yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god didn't expect that out of you. <laughs> yeah, we, half of our fan base is in muncie so we'll retract that state no i'm just kidding i don't know where, uh but no i mean i i went to ball state games regularly when bonzi was uh mm-hmm. when he was big and so and i never heard the whole chirp chirp thing until the football team got big okay yeah right well so what do you think about the rebranding to we fly it's confusing to me Okay. It's very, I mean, they never, I didn't never thought that they had great branding when we were there. Right. I mean, ours was like cutting edge cool or something Education like that. Education redefined. And yeah. then they might have changed it to that. It's so weird. My brother actually came <laughs> up with a good catchphrase, which was education denied. 
Ooh. Uh, because <laughs> he had he had some run-ins with some professors while he was there. <laughs> Education did not coach. No, it, I I I love the school. I think they're they're a, a gem mm-hmm. in the state of Indiana. Um, so I'm I'm so blessed to have been able to be there and. It seems learn. like they have a stellar media program just from the connections. I mean, did, did they help prepare you for a lot of the... Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that was very unique about me entering the industry is that a lot of people go to film school if they want to get into the film world. I went to a state school that covers basically everything. So as I graduated, I was able to land positions in the freelance contracting world right out of the gate. I was able to get a job at uh, the, the NBC affiliate here in, in Indy. Um, doing some promotional work for them, and then also step on a film set and know exactly what's going on and be able to to hang with the best of the people. So Yeah, it was really different because uh, at Ball State, obviously you have a lot of donations coming from David Letterman and other benefactors, but one of the things that I thought was crazy is we're using like the industry standard for programs and equipment, Mm -hmm. and what they would tell you is your first job, you may not be using what you're utilizing here at Ball State, which right. I thought was crazy because, yeah. you know, you're using top-of-the-line equipment. So, you know, you have a lot of opportunities, and Brett took advantage of a lot of those opportunities. Uh, you know, I was able to have him in a, a couple of my TCOM classes, and if he slept through class, it was a lot different than if I slept through class because <laughs> he's staying up late at night working on films, you know, actually right. focusing on his career. I was not doing that What in were college. you doing, Taylor? Um, that's, uh, you know – Partying, enjoying, t- enjoying you know, Ball State. <laughs> enjoy, and not that he didn't, but you know that he played he a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball, and uh, you know, so his his dedication and passion is actually something that I want to touch on. You know, when did you know that you actually wanted to be a director, or you wanted to be either in front of the camera or behind the camera? Because that's something you knew at a very young age, and mm-hmm. it's a passion that stayed with you. Yeah. And touch on the longevity of that. I think a lot of people may look for instant gratification of, ah, I just want to be a director. Let them know the actual grunt work that you that you put in. Sure. So, from the age of five years old, I was completely captivated. Uh, my parents uh, recorded the movie Back to the Future off of TV and put it on a VHS for me to watch, hmm. and I was enthralled. I I couldn't believe what was happening in front of my very own eyes. The fact that these moving pictures and sound create these emotional reactions inside of me. And so from a very young age, I would, you know, make little movies from home uh, with the home video equipment. Um, When I got into high school, I didn't have any kind of formal training or anything. I I was very self-taught and just started creating a lot of content on my own. As uh, a senior, I created a short film and entered into a statewide arts competition and, and won first place in the state that year. Um, for a film that was very, very personal to me. It was basically my uh, creative expression of how I came to faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it struck a chord with me that, um, that the talents and abilities that I have are much bigger than myself. Right. Uh, it, it, for me, it goes much further beyond any kind of passion that I have. I mean, I love, sto- I love storytelling. I love uh, being a part of the craft of film. I always have. Um, but when I was able to touch an emotional connection with the audience, I saw something greater going on beyond who, who just I am individually. And so uh, I noticed even in, at a, as an 18-year-old that in order to be great at it, because I, I wanted to excel to be better than I ever could, um, I had to put in a lot of time and effort into it. But the thing that I found most interesting was that I enjoyed 
putting in the time and effort. Right. Uh, I, I, What's the name of that movie? It was the war. Was that the war? Thing? No, that as an eighteen-year-old, that was a movie called uh, Crossroads. Crossroads. Because mm-hmm. I saw the demo uh, reel for the War Within. I believe is the one I was watching. Yeah. Yeah. And th- was that the first one that you entered into a film festival? No. So that that we actually just released in two thousand fourteen. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was that's the first feature film that I've directed, um, and it's it that was a labor of love. Yeah. We, we took on a, a budget that should have cost. At least five million dollars, and we made it for about three hundred thousand. Wow! And uh, and so I wore a lot of hats on that production. Um, my, I co-wrote it with my dad. I directed it. I was a lead actor. I edited the film. Did a lot of visual effects in it. And mm-hmm. we'll never do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> never. Never do that. So now you delegate. Now I delegate. Now I hire <laughs> people who are more talented than I am. So if you had to pick out of that movie, if you would have picked one thing that you would have done and then delegated the rest, what would it have been? If I would just do to delegate everything else and focus on one thing, I would have focused on directing. Directing. On that one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that when you're taking on a project, it's a, it's a fantasy film. Uh, explores the, the human soul and personifies what your soul actually is. Right. Uh, so you take you know, something that's, that's abstract like your mind and we put a character to that. You right. take your emotion, mm-hmm. we put a character Oh, it's to like it. Inside Out. It, we made Inside Out before, before Inside, Inside Out. Out. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to say that they stole the idea from us. I'm but sure they did. I've not been able and they to want put any credibility. Those are technically that. your yeah. awards. We yeah. need some more for the top of your computer. That's right, man. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Proxy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so if... You could go back in time and give advice to the 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. You put in all this legwork. Mm-hmm. What's that nugget of advice you would give a younger Brett Varvel? Um, people have asked me that before, and well, cut it because we only want uh, exclusive <laughs> yeah. questions on well, Cindy Gross. Well, when when I but he when, never answered. Them. But give a different answer. He, yeah, he, he yeah. Well, it. actually, I have changed my my answer recently, awesome. just with some Proceed. personal things I've gone through in the last few years, and. Um, when I was 18, I was very ambitious, overly ambitious to the point of my detriment Mm -hmm. and, um, in in a kind of state of mind where, um, if someone told me you can't do this, I wanted to prove them wrong. I had a lot of ambition and desire inside of me. And if I could go back to the 18 year old Brett Varvel, I would tell him, be patient, calm down and enjoy the process. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm 32 years old now and I have a lot of aspirations I still want to achieve in this life, but uh, I've, I've learned to enjoy the journey and the waiting and the hardships more. Um, in fact, a lot, of, a lot of the scripture that I've read in the last few years has really impacted the way that I uh, go about my day-to-day life and how I encounter trials and how I work through them and how that produces perseverance and uh, to get through it all and produces faith. And, and so I would tell, I would tell him, Enjoy the journey. Enjoy yeah. those trials. Yeah. You know, that sounds like advice that would come from your parents. And right. you tell your, your teens this always, and they're just like, they never get it until they actually go through it because yeah. it's something that oh, I feel yeah. like we've all went through, but, you, you know, you have people who are starting in their first job. That's part of what they consider their career, and they just want everything right now. Right. But it's, as much as you tell them that advice, they have to go through it and figure it out yeah. themselves. So, well, I mean, that's, that's awesome advice. You hear it. 
Since I've had kids, since I, since I had Charlie, I've been apologizing to my parents an awful lot more. <laughs> just because, it, right? yeah, I mean, I'm Very like, goodness, if you put up with this twice, and <laughs> my sister's way worse than I am. Um, <laughs> and I can say that because she doesn't listen to the podcast to what I know. I mean, I'll send her this episode. Uh, okay, so I want to get into a couple things. Uh, you mentioned, you know, being inspired at the age of five. And I think what's interesting about kids is when they watch movies, I think the number one thing someone wants to be if they're like into movies is probably an actor or an mm-hmm. actress. And if you watch The Basket, basketball game you want to be an athlete Mm -hmm. but there's certain kids that see beyond that and they want to direct the movie or they want to be the coach of the team or own the team and I Mm -hmm. think that's that's much more rare so at what point did you realize like I want to control this movie versus like be an actor Uh, it it, honestly it, it started even at the age of five um, it was a slow process that I grew throughout my my you know elementary years and then transitioned into junior high and high school but you know, even when you take a movie like Back to the Future, something that just intoxicated my mind was the when the DeLorean the goes at 88 miles per hour yeah. and there's this trail of fire. I'm sitting there thinking, how did they get that to happen? Yeah, I want to do that. What's the what's the thing that they need? The flux capacitor. The flux capacitor. Do you know that? I think it's Advanced Auto Parts actually sells that. Oh, or fantastic. They have. They, there's a. I, I don't know. I don't want to ruin it. Uh, if it's not advanced auto parts, but if you Google a, a flux capacitor, you can find it. If they you save up enough money, about $30,000, <laughs> maybe even more, probably closer to sixty. you can buy a replica DeLorean yeah. from Back to the Future. Yeah. They still make them. So you mentioned that being like the movie, but were there yeah. other movies that oh, there along was, the way? Oh, there's tons of movies along the way. In fact, when I was in high school, um, M. Night Shyamalan put out a series of movies starting with The Sixth Sense that, it, it, to me... He was who I aspired to at that age. I was trying to figure out how do I, how do I captivate an audience in that way where I, as I watched those movies, I constantly leaned in. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to engage the audience in such a way where they, they forgot where they were. Mm-hmm. And he did that for me with movies like Sixth Sense and Signs specifically. Um, and so I, 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 w- I would study movies. I would pick them apart. I would... I would uh, take a trailer and I'd re-edit it myself and try mm-hmm. to figure out why did they do the why did they make these choices, um, and being and and I would would incorporate my love for acting by the fact that um, I didn't have anybody else around, so me and my brother would just put each other on camera and it was right. kind of a way to develop both skills at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, What's your favorite movie, Taylor? You know, I got asked this before and. I, I said uh, an animated movie because with Brooklyn being three now, yeah. um, <laughs> but I actually went with my favorite Disney movie, which was Aladdin. Ooh, that's but, a good one. But I mean, overall favorite movie, there's so many good ones. Yeah. I, just, I, have I, to, I haven't thought about it enough. To I have to give. answer per genre. Do you have a specific movie? I do. What's your favorite movie? Inception. Inception is your favorite and movie. And they're starting to, re, you know, I saw that on TV. Uh, that, that is, in my opinion, movies. the greatest movie of all time. It is so good. It, there's nothing else that's even close to it. Have you met Christopher Nolan? I'm not. I would love to. I think we can make that happen. Our, our podcast is getting yes, big enough it's now. It's growing. We can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, nice. I see what yeah, you did there. Like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since you guys didn't ask me, uh, PB and J, I'll tell you guys my favorite movie is uh, Casablanca. And oh, nice. I am a huge, like, I love old movies and I love <laughs> seeing, like, where we've come. And that's what's interesting about I. I mean, technology, we are all filmmakers now, right? Yeah. We all think we are. I mean, we're all, we could literally shoot a video at any point in time of our family or something. Do you think that's hurting your industry or helping it? There, It does hurt in some ways. I mean, technology has become so accessible that anybody can do it, really. Um, I mean, with 
your iPhone. You could mm-hmm. even do incredible things with your iPhone these days. But um, so it, it, it breaks down. I mean, where, where, when we were in school, mm-hmm. the thought of shooting something that was close to the quality of film was still really hard to achieve because we were still in kind of the standard definition world at, at that time. Um, now that it, everything's very accessible, mm-hmm. it's, it dumbs down the, the, the thirst for, for quality. Sure. But yeah. I think in some ways it helps because it gives people the tools that for years it has avoided people. You know, it's so crazy, and it's probably changed even more so now, but when we were freshmen at Ball State, I remember some of the professors would say, you know, what we're teaching you now will no longer be relevant by the yeah. time you graduate. And I, I know, I think technology is obviously sped up, and I think that that patterns obviously increased where you may be taught something as a sophomore and by junior year it even changes. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's just so crazy to think about the speed at which technology is being improved and what does, what do you think the movie going experience looks like in five, 10 years? I mean, what does that look like? Is it's it going is to be completely Is it going different. virtual? Or I mean, are we going to have gonna, like, yeah, we're yep. going to sit around and like say we're immersed in the jungle book. Cause I, I think I've seen this where mm-hmm. you could, you they would release the video and you could actually click where you wanted to see the, the movie. So you could literally watch inception a thousand times and see a different movie yeah. every time. Cause you're just focusing on something different. Hmm. Is that where we're going to get? We're we're already there almost. I'm already exhausted just thinking about that. Like I, the reason I go to movies is to not move (laughs) and just to watch one screen. Well, there's a there's a sci-fi movie I'm in development on right now, and we were approached by a virtual reality company Mm -hmm. that they wanted to put in a certain amount to fund the film, but we had to use their technology to shoot the movie, which means essentially as a director I can't use multiple camera angles, I have to do one camera angle, and you just, basically, it's a, it's a play. Mm-hmm. You just let the action happen around you. And the, the idea was that what you just said, you could watch the movie a hundred different times and see it, get a different experience. But I don't feel like we're there yet quite at this moment because of what you just said. People want to escape, and that's kind of work to sit down and observe yeah. what's going on. But I think that the, the movie-going experience is already completely changing. I mean, People, uh, box office records alone show that people aren't going to the theaters as much. They want to sit at home. They just want to stream it on their TVs. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's hurting the filmmakers, to be honest with you. We're trying to, f- it's what happened to the music industry in the early 2000s yep. is happening to the movie industry. For filmmakers, it's hard to adapt to how do you profit off of what you made to make another one. Talking <laughs> about fans. Yeah. What about some fan mail? Nice. <laughs> I like it. Whenever you say that, I think of Blue's Clues. Yeah, we did get some fan mail. <clears throat> All right. So uh, thank you to Trey Cockrum, is how I think you say his name. He said, loved your interview you did with my man, Jeremy. Keep up the great show, fellas. Excited for the future and all of that that you are after strong arm emoticon thank you trey if you if you type in an emoticon you're more likely to be mentioned on the show i think that's the rule that's remy's rule of thumb i I didn't know that was a thing but i guess so uh luke rex actually tweeted at us i love the as indie grows podcast and then he mentions a couple people that we should have on the show and that reminds me you know if you're listening uh, to Brett and any other guests that we have on, and you're thinking, hey, this would be really cool to interview these ki- types of people. I also want to mention where you can find Brett um, and where you can email and, and find us as well because we would like to engage with you. So at As Indie Grows is our handle for most things social media. Um, and then on email, asindiegrows at gmail.com. Where can we find you, Brett? 
You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Um, Houseofgracefilms.org is uh, my company's website. House of Grace. And Brett Varvel. Brett Varvel. Rhyming with Marvel. Marvel Comics mm. with a V. Nice. That's how I always say it. Very cool. You know, Brett probably never did this, but he obviously has his own IMDb page. And if you Google him, I mean, you're going to see a lot. You know those, those people who are like, they're very arrogant. They're like, just Google me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. he would never say that. I knew but a I guy feel like he could have said that, and people would have been like, "Okay, I'll I'll Google him." Right? No, I had a I, I knew a guy that had his name on his business card, and it just said Google me, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh wow!" Yeah. Yeah. Threw that card away. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I also loved about Brett, even at college, so he had this dedication to his passion. Another thing that really impressed me, I mean, is you're coming in as a freshman, you don't have these personal relationships with everyone on your floor and we actually lived on the same floor um one of the things that really blew my mind is his willingness to put himself out there and be vulnerable from the standpoint of uh a couple of us figured out that we could dance now we're not going to show what that looks like but for anyone who knows me i'm not one of those uh another good friend of mine clay i mean they they know what dancing means when we talk about dancing and it's probably not what they assume like the the general public would you know he's going with this because you're already laughing so we go to the study lounge which is where you go to meet all of your friends and dance and and dance so we bring this boom box and brett brett just you know we're kind of filling each other out because it's the first time we ever danced in front of each other. Uh, he proceeds to hit the ground Hold and on. do the worm. Do you hear what you just said? Like, what, like what? that's a thing. Yeah. Like, you know when you meet someone in the, for the first time and you're dancing in front of each other? What <laughs> are you talking about? Like, that that's, is not a thing. Keep, it, it, in, keep in mind, no one used the study lounge for, for studying. No, it was, no it one was poker. It was car, yeah. you know, sure. other okay. Cards and uh, dancing, right? And and then and, for, <laughs> and, and then for clay for artwork because yeah, he would, he he would actually that. utilize it. Um, so the music's playing, but we'll get to that off camera. But yeah. I, I'll explain it to you. Yeah, I got it. Um, so he hits the floor and he does the worm, which turns out to be more of a slug. <laughs> but he gets up and he, he has no shame in his game, and I'm yeah. just thinking that's really impressive because yeah. at the time no it's shame funny, in his game. But right. but to to be that self aware and just be fine with that I think yeah. is, is truly impressive and then playing basketball uh you know we talk about oh you know you know Clay was probably the only one of us who could actually get up high enough to dunk <laughs> but we were like you know we can touch rim da 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 we go to the gym and Brett it's a huge running start he jumps as high as he can and he just flicks the net yeah <laughs> but my vertical has improved I can touch like the bottom of the rim oh now. man that's awesome but, I, no, I've, I've grown <laughs> so as a freshman, as you just gross. knew he was a, he was a different kind. Right. Of, you know, he's totally a genuine, in his own skin, authentic. Yeah. Yes, and um, you know, I think one of the things that you you were doing, obviously in college, is making videos. But one of the things that you're doing now, we're talking about catching up. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed. All of a sudden, I see Brett post a, a music video, and I'm thinking, what's he posting a music video for? You know, he's creating films. Right. Um, so touch on what you're doing with actual music videos with a certain artist because I found this really impressive and actually enjoyed the song but also the video that went along with it. Yeah, so I came in contact with Blake Whiteley um, a couple years back through a mutual friend and Blake is a very talented uh, hip-hop artist, rapper and um, I mean, go check out his stuff. He's he's got some some albums that he's done in the past and he's putting out some, some new singles as well. And um, the thing I like about working with Blake is he doesn't settle for anything less than excellent. 
which really aligns with with me. I'm not going to put something out if it's not top quality. And so um, he he came to me a year ago, and we we went down to to Pigeon Forge actually for a day. Went through the mountains of the Smoky Mountains, uh, hauling all this gear with us, and we shot a music video called New Day. And uh, that birthed this new relationship between the two of us. And um, was I've always liked music videos. I've, I've never been able to do it to the level that I have been lately. And so when he approached me about this new one called Turbulence, um, I wanted to take it to a different level. And, and we, we totally scrapped the whole concept of plain turbulence mm-hmm. and focused on really a, a different definition of the word, which is hardship or confusion. And it really speaks to the trials that we go through in life and the hard, hard, you know, hardships or whatever. And um, he, being a, a hip hop artist, we put him on a, on a stage in a movie theater mm-hmm. and uh, had this, uh, you know, we, we had some cool effects and film stuff going on, but really the, the, it was more about the concept of, um, there's a hidden message there of the, our own worst enemy uh, of hardships is ourselves. Hmm. And, and this is something we can find right now. This is already out. Yeah, oh, this you, is I've seen it. Go to YouTube and uh, do a do a search for Turbulence Blake Whiteley or just Turbulence. It'll be up there uh, in the in the the search history, mm-hmm. and you can watch it there. That's great. We have to wrap up, but did you prepare him for the question of the day? I bet you didn't. I did. Watch this. Oh, boom. so <laughs> we have our guests come on and ask a question of the day to our viewers and listeners. It could be something about the episode that you want to explore more or just some so a question you have in general so what would that hold on hold on i just literally said did you prepare him you're like i did and then you told him i said i no 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 our listeners know what i said i did watch this (laughs) and i prepared him on camera (laughs) he's an actor he takes direction well okay (laughs) that's true he's also a director he knows that's true well before you ask the question of the day i want to because that's the last thing we want to do i i do want to mention like i i I really appreciate um how vocal and open you are about your faith not only in your business but just your life um, and that's a big place of where we can find some of your work, right? It's like yeah. Christian bookstores is where a lot of your movies are sold. The biggest, um, the biggest, honestly, the biggest platform is Amazon. Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you'll see all my stuff there. Can you um, stream it or do you actually you, buy it? Yeah. Or? So if you have a Prime account, you can you can watch The War Within for free. Okay. Um, if you want to, if you want to buy it, it's there as well. So I would encourage you guys all to go to Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, so. How does that work on Prime? Do you actually, if we stream it for free, you still get a, a cup? Yeah, of Amazon it does a little bit of a kickback per per stream per hour. But you of make wash. more if we buy yeah. it. Yes, it's a good okay. question. I was curious about that. Yeah, it's a good question. They they cut the revenue quite substantially recently, so it's, it's so go out and it hurts, buy it. Yeah, the war with buy it. Don't stream it. Yeah. yeah. All buy right. It, now it. you can ask the question of the day that Taylor did not prepare you with. Uh, did. Did you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see? Yes. Yeah, I I didn't. You're right. You're right. Go for it. Yeah, so what is your question of the day? What is a question you can challenge our listeners? Uh, challenge the listeners. Um, would you consider this? Um, would you rather be comfortable or would you rather be great? Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm comfortable right now, but I want to be great. Because you can't be comfortable and great at the All same right. time. He challenged me. He ch- challenged one, us. One person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's more yeah. than just a, a one-person challenge. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brett. And thank you to everyone for listening and watching. I just want to say one thing. Um, you left us out. You didn't ask us what our favorite movies are. Oh, I am interested. <laughs> we oh, have, we have enough time great. for this, don't yes, we? Do so this really quick. Pro- produ- producer, producer Brittany yeah. is going first. So what so is your favorite movie? My favorite is the new Thor, Ragnarok, oh, because of how that's the first movie in a long time that I've actually 
like enjoy, had fun, and was entertained. So that's your favorite movie right now. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Jordan? And Jordan. All right, my favorite movie is an indie movie from back in 2006. It's The Fall with Lee Pace in it. It's uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the most creative storylines I've ever seen. It's very trippy. Interesting. It's just the easiest way to describe that, it. That kind of falls like you kind of do movies that have like that fantasy and, yeah. and effects and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Do you, have you heard of those movies that they're talking about? I've heard of The Fall. I've not seen it. Interesting. All right, so I guess we know what we're doing after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Check us we're, out. We're buying, not streaming. Yeah, yes. we're going to buy go. the movie. All right. Well, signing off here as Indie Grows team. Thank you for listening. See you next time.